Hello, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Today on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. Welcome to Executive Presence Morsels. My name is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and this is Eureka Week, where we talk about some revelations that have come up while I've been coaching clients of mine in the past. So today we're going to talk about a client, Diane, not her real name, Diane's pitch problem. So Diane had a boss that they absolutely respected um, and really looked up to. Um, However, Diane had a problem with their boss. And that particular problem was, you know, Diane was very innovative and would often pitch different projects or processes or ways of doing things. But Diane's boss was the type of boss that, you know, kind of know was like their default reaction. And they wouldn't want to change things or try anything different. And so no would often be the first answer back. Now, the interesting part that Diane shared with me was this wouldn't always be the final answer, right? Often weeks or months later, things would change or be proven out, and then something that was a no originally would become a yes later. Now, you would think that maybe this is all great for Diane, but in actuality, it was a source of real frustration because in terms of her own effectiveness, in terms of persuading someone of the right way to do things originally, in terms of efficiency and saving money and energy, doing things um, more quickly uh, in a better way instead of waiting around weeks and weeks and weeks until your boss changes their mind or something goes wrong to make them see why they should change their mind. This wasn't actually a great result. Um, what would have been the best result was to be able to be more persuasive with that pitch uh, from the jump. So maybe not in that actual meeting, but maybe within one or two meetings rather than months and months later. Now, the interesting thing is when you're, you know, hearing about a situation, a relationship situation that someone was is having at work, you're only really getting, uh, you know, one perspective, right? You're not really feeling the full perspective or getting the contours of what it was like. So I wanted to sort of get a sense of the experience that Diane's boss would have. And I said, look, just make something up. You know, don't reveal any confidential information, but, you know, make something up like a pitch you would give to Diane and pretend that I'm Diane or pretend I'm your boss and pitch to me. And, you know, just walk into the office. I'll say hello and do it exactly as you would um, if you were actually pitching to a boss. So we tried this. And, you know, one thing that I noticed, you know, immediately was it was like straight to business, right? There was very little small talk, just, you know, a salutation. Then it was boom. Here's what I think we should do. Here's why we should do it. I mean, sounded to me, I'm not an expert in that field, but all great information, but it was very kind of like abrupt. Um, And I wasn't really in the listening mood yet because someone had just walked into my office and I had no idea what was going on. There was no setup. There was no context. And what we talked about was learning to make the connection before the pitch. And I'm not even talking about um, the connection you have with the person, you know, in the relationship, in the in the weeks and months, in the run-up. I'm actually, we were talking about like, as you step in the room, right? How much time do you take to connect 
with the individual. And the reason why this is important is because you want to understand what's top of mind for them right now. Are they in a receptive state? Is there something that's really important to them right now that could actually help promote what you're trying to pitch? You miss all of that when you just say, hello, how are you doing? Boom. And then just, you know, launch into your pitch without getting any context or allowing them to even share how they feel or what's going on or what's important to them. And another sort of um, side note that we talked about in relationship to this is everyone, including, you know, Diane's boss and our, all our bosses, they're broadcasting all the time what's important to them, whether it's the things that they have in their office or the background of, you know, the video screen, whether it's, you know, what they're wearing or the way they're, you know, appearing, um, whether it's an offhand comment about something they did or didn't do over the weekend. People are not trying to necessarily um, hide like a super spy about their lives or what's going on. These things just naturally come out as human beings, you know, operating in an environment, hopefully at work, where you generally trust people and you don't have to be super secret um, and hide the most, you know, bland details of what's going on. So um, what was helpful to Diane is by starting to shift that pitch, by spending a little bit more time in, you know, for lack of a better term, warming up um, their boss and just understanding what was going on, what was important to them, um, how they were feeling about things, they were able to get much better results in terms of accelerating uh, the the agreement to those proposals. Now, of course, no one's ever going to bat, you know, uh, 1,000% and always get what they want right away. That's not realistic either. But they were able to move to a more trustful situation and to get results much faster and to have a lot less frustration and better conversations, right? Because it wasn't just all business all the time. Got to know, Diane got to know her boss better um, and that fed into better operations and working and relationship with her boss. So what I'd love for you today to do today is ask yourself, how can you position yourself to get the best reaction to your pitch without considering the actual pitch itself? Put the pitch to the side, right? Are you using all the information at your disposal? Are you engaging with the person as you step into that conversation, the first word that comes out of your mouth? Are you using that to connect on more than just the task level? And when you have that ability and you're able to get better results for your team or for yourself, what will that mean to your executive presence and how you are perceived in terms of your leadership and your ability to be persuasive and get things done? Well, thanks for listening to Executive Presence Morsels. My name is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Remember, it's not what you say, do, or wear. It's how you make people feel that generates executive presence. Nothing else matters. If you like, please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode, brought to you by our sponsors. This is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. 
look forward to attending another ho-hum lecture, masquerading as a workshop? Ever notice how by the end, a lot of people have tuned out and no one has any questions for the instructor? If you could attend a workshop that prioritizes your engagement so you get the most out of the time spent, would you look forward to it? If you truly want to invest in your leadership learning this year, join us for our monthly Connection Counselor Workshop where your participation is the key. Every month, we dive into another difficult leadership challenge and explore it together. Register for our next workshop now and watch recordings of previous ones at connectioncounselor.com forward slash workshop. Thank you. Hi. This is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and welcome to the final episode of Eureka Week. Today, we're going to talk about Rachel's professionalism problem. Not that she has a problem acting professionally, uh, but more in the sense of how she's able to connect with people as she operates and moves about the organization in what she believes is a professional manner. Now, initially the conversation I had with Rachel was she was really having trouble connecting to others, especially those in leadership and those who might. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to be with you again. Join us next time for another tasty executive presence morsel.